Back with another episode. Don't leave to judges podcast, folks. Here with my main man, Patty broke a skull. Patty. Yay, yay. What's up, guys? Unfortunately, for some reason, this dumbass thing that we have to use because we're we're not far from each other, but we're far enough where this, you know, makes sense for the show. But as we know, it stinks. Zoom is not good. I mean, what are we gonna Skype? I don't even know how to use that. I've never even I think I've used it once. But nonetheless, we're here to talk about fights, guys. Uh Sort of didn't really have any this week, really. Um, and you guys know me. I'm not a big fan of the female fights at all. But this card in itself, to me, was probably the most boring card I've ever had to sit through. I would rather sit through an entire event of female fights than any of these fights again. That's how fucking boring it was. Like, it was so boring, Sam. It was making me mad. I was getting mad at how there was nothing going on. I'm like, really? Third round again? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Oh, more fucking wrestling? That's what we're doing? All right, sweet. And and then, to me, honestly, the, the beginning of the card was sort of what, what most of these cards are, the free ones at least, right? But then once it hit that fucking uh, William Knight matchup, I was so angry. I was like, this fucking guy is my mortal enemy forever. I hate him. I hate what he looks like. I wish the worst upon his entire family. Um, and then you go and you get this article, you know, people put this article out. They got a question. They got to wonder. They got to they gotta ask and get answers, right? They got to find out from William Knight himself. Hey, man, <laughs> why didn't you do anything? Hey, were you fighting Dada 5000 in there? Because <laughs> I'm wondering what was the issue with the, the, the fear? Because as far as I'm concerned, if you look at Proshaka's fucking stomach and ribs and stuff, this dude has so many lumps, there's no way he doesn't fucking have some sort of cancer. How the fuck is he keep passing the medical shit? This dude has lumps in places that aren't muscles. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on there, dude? Calcium deposits? You better hope. But then this guy's not even, William Knight's not even going to attempt. This dude, Sam, I feel like he gained 200 pounds since his last fight. This dude is huge. <laughs> he is William huge. Is and he's, he's been huge, and he's even huger, it seems. His arms are, dude, how were each yeah. arm not 100 pounds? <laughs> they were massive, the, dude. The, did you like, hear what he had to say? He said, he, he, I just froze up in there. It happens. Like. No big, big fucking deal. I think he only attempted like eight shots the whole fight. Freeze up against John Jones. Freeze up against Michael Bisbing. You know what I mean? Freezing up against this guy? Cut his contract. He's done. Get him out. Go to Bellator and freeze there. He is done. He's released. Dude, I I guarantee you me and Dana were fuming the exact same. (laughs) He's released and uh, Jordan Wright's released. Uh, bye. See ya. That was the next fight. I, I'm, dude. The, was the next me fight? Sam, me and Sam watch fights and we talk about fights a lot, even oh. outside of the podcast. But we never really talk during the fight day, unless Sam, unless right, there's some extra drama. If there's something where I'm like, I gotta find out if Sam's here. Is he watching the shit live or is he got it fucking TiVo'd? What's going on? Nah, so I'm I was, I was a little behind. <laughs> I had to make sure that I wasn't giving something away. So I also am super vague when I say the things. I'm like, dude, I shut it off. <laughs> like, I just shut it off. I'm done. I can't watch it. And I was on the Jordan Knight fight. Once I saw that bitch smile up against the cage, I was done too. I was like, I can't. I took advantage I of the, the ESPN Plus will just have each individual fight. I took advantage of that. So, yeah, yeah. Watch them watch like, just uh, like that. Sort of whatever, whatever order too. It was the quickest way to get through this card. Fuck. <sighs> Dude, that's what it felt like. It felt like a weird social experiment where they were fucking with my mind. They were I, like, I'm going to say, I was wrong on almost every fucking thing I said about this card. Well, how could anybody have guessed that it would have went? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, nobody. Jordan Wright, Jordan Wright. 
I mean, he comes in. That's what he's known for. He doesn't go to a third round. He doesn't go to a decision. He right. comes in. He's throwing bangers. He gets caught. He gets caught. The man makes no apologies. He lands or he doesn't land. And this, he just held up against the fence. And you know what fucking really got under my skin? He's held up against the fence in the first round. Round's over. He's done nothing. Raises his hands up like he's done fucking one to round. He did that every, all three rounds. That's bad <sighs> I think that's the coach is like, fuck, just pretend like you got the round, man. It'll psych him out. Yeah. He knows you didn't, <laughs> you know, oh, like when the other guy has a clear idea of the, the win at hand. You're like, you can't keep doing that. I get it. Maybe that helps you breathe a little, you know, putting your hands behind your head type shit, putting them up like that. Fine. But it also says something else, you know, but yeah, the William Knight thing is what really got my goat. If I'm being honest, but as far as, you know, that's, we'll get into that a little bit more as we get into the card, but, I got to talk about Dustin Poirier, dude. This was just a weird concession, I guess, of slapping becoming so prominent. You know, Dana White slaps his lady, fucking the power slap shit gets bought, and then Dustin Poirier goes out of his way and slaps a dude disrespecting his wife. Ah, that's... But wait, there's more. Hey, Sam, he slapped a pedestrian disrespecting his wife, but he didn't slap Conor McGregor who started the disrespecting of his wife. And you know what, dude? That man was already down. What an easier way to get slapped. You think you saw him afterwards and shook his fucking hand? You know, that type of shit? Come on, you've seen Connor since since you guys have been in the octagon. You gonna slap him, Dustin? You gonna slap him? No, he started it all. The guy was holding a sign as Dustin was walking by some fucking, I don't know, someplace, and he was with his family and shit, and the sign said, uh, Dustin, your wife's in my DMs. On the sign, and Dustin slapped him. Yeah, I'm like, but also you should have slapped the guy <laughs> who started the shit. You're gonna slap just a random dude, a a fan, essentially a guy who's willing enough to fucking uh, pay attention to the storyline. And yeah. you're gonna whatever, man. you know he's probably it's, buying some of those pay per views. Exactly, that got, ESPN yeah. money. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, why would you even be there? I mean, if you're that much of a Connor fan that you had to troll Dustin Poirier, you're fucking boring. You know what I mean? So he had to be some sort of a Poirier fan. But then Dustin being like, you know what? I'm such a hard ass. I'll slap the guy holding the sign in a fucking Tommy Bahama shirt, but I'm not going to slap Connor McGregor, who probably actually has his wife in the DMs. You know what I mean? It is what it is, man. But that's some of the news. Uh, also, I guess we'll talk about it as we talk about these fights. The main, that that thing that you sent me was very fun. I had some fun jokes for that. So let's let's go ahead and get into this. Ovin St. Prue, what a sad, sad disappointment that motherfucker Jeez. was. <laughs> that's that's where it started for me right there. Oh. What do you got? What do you got? So Philippe Linz, he just come in going for broke, man. He took Linz like he, he just he took risk. He come in like Jordan Wright used to come in. Come in and just swinging wild all over the fucking place. He hits a big left. Prue's covering up. It kind of reminded me like Overeem. I'm like waiting for him to just stop covering up at any time. Let dude pa- pa- um, uh, tire himself out, punch himself out, and then come back. And nah, it never fucking happened. Lynn just kept it on, man. Caught him up against the fence, and that was all she wrote. Well, I don't think it really says very much about Lynn's. You know what I mean? Not not to take anything away from him. He deserved the victory, and he did win the victory. But I don't think Ovin St. Pru is in a particular position at this point now to still be a gatekeeper, to still test these guys, because that was too easy for a guy that I know nothing about. 
Like this, this guy came in. I didn't even know he was a stand-up fighter. And they're like, oh, a Brazilian guy, fucking stand-up guy. Is it Felipe? Is it Felipe? Is it Felipe? I don't know. All I know is that he did take out OSP. And it just, it was so easily done that you're like, oh, OSP doesn't even get the, the benefit of being a veteran in this fight. Because he should have done the veteran thing, like you said. <laughs> Let the motherfucker tie himself out. Instead, he tried to run. <laughs> and oh, now, you know, he's lost three of his last four, and then that one win was a split decision win. Goodbye. So. He's just a name. They keep him around for the name. But I do want to mention, uh, you know, honorable mention at least to Clayton Carpenter. Very, very impressive way to start the card. Made me excited. What a little fella he is. <laughs> super Jack, super young. I think he's got a lot of uh, potential here, man. I do. The flyweight division is pretty much wide open as far as I'm concerned, unless Mighty Mouse Johnson gets signed again. <laughs> it's just, you know, I'll, I will say, like, when you see uh, OSP, some of the older veterans, man, I tried to pull for them, even though, you know, it's, all right, man, he's lost two of his last three. You know, he's 39. But, I mean, we just, me and you, we've seen what he can do in there. Right. So when and- he's fighting somebody like this, you expect more out of him than, than what he gave. I have to say he might not have been there, dude. He just might not have been there. It seemed like he wasn't there. There was no offense. What did he throw? Two punches and a kick? He didn't throw much. That's for wasn't sure. There. And I, is that the coaching? Is that old age? But again, the veteran this, you know, he's only 39, right? He's 39. He might have accidentally thrown a kick when he was trying to run away. <laughs> That's another thing that these guys have to learn is that is the worst way to fight in this cage. In boxing, fine, because it's a lot of fight. In fucking five three-minute rounds, no. Three three-minute rounds, definitely not. Be offensive. How tired can you get? You know what I mean? You start questioning this uh, idea of people being having such good cardio, and it's like you're only doing three rounds. That's 15 minutes, guy. You know what I mean? You worked out six months for, to, to go that long, and you couldn't? Oh, sit on the bench, friend. AJ Fletcher, again, uh, honorable mention here. The kid came in and fucking did what he was supposed to do and did exactly the only thing he could do to win. It was unfortunate that this this Themba guy thought that his ground, his ground <laughs> skills were going to be his shining tool. No, dude, look how long you are in comparison to everybody else that's 170. Start punching, dude. Start punching. Start throwing kicks. AJ Fletcher with the submission, second round, mm-hmm. minute 30. Kind of expected, you know, it was going his direction anyways. Once it was so weird seeing this little guy get on top of him and this dude not being able to use his legs or anything to get him off. It was the perfect base, dude. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah he got full amount. And you know what? Speaking of that veteran them. shit, Sam, tell me that AJ didn't feel that. You didn't see that from him. There was some veteran fight in this dude because there were times where he could have been in trouble, but he, he stayed composed. He stayed calm. That's what you need from these new kids, man. They have to come in that way immediately. They can't start, you know, you can't be fucking, what's that dude's name? The tied to Ivasa knocked out. Greg Hardy. Oh. There's that There's that veteran moment that we both saw that would have gave Greg Hardy the win, but he fucked up and he got anxious. He got excited. You can't get excited. Stay AJ Fletcher. Stay humble, stay level, you know. that. This is a big, big win for him, I think. I, I think he's going to get a, a name. After this one, honestly, so, not somebody big, but somebody that you and I could at least recognize. And and then, well, Jamal Emmer's fight was when the decision started. So yeah, yeah, fucking Emmer's man. I mean, you know, both those guys are swinging pretty good in the first round. That uh, Askabov, he's just missing everything. Emmer's was just quicker. I will say in the second round there was a, a fucking kick that Askabov threw from the ground. I don't know if you've seen that shit. He was 
He was like down on one knee, like, and then fucking threw a kick from the ground. I mean, it was I I was like, damn, he's put a lot of force on that for somebody on the ground. But yeah, that's not going to get it done. I mean, that it he he did not have the speed to keep up with Joel Emmers. Yeah, and I think uh, he got he tired him out because of the missing all the times yeah. he would win punches it, it wore him out and jamal just you know he was able to use that in his favor you know and we both kind of had a negative uh <laughs> we both weren't going for embers in this fight you could imagine why 23 and 0 for this uh kusain guy <clears throat> but jamal came in there and much like a veteran dude much like a veteran he's not a vet but you know what i mean a, a guy who's educated in the fight game he figured it out and he got himself a victory and i'm not mad at that and then uh myra silva over lena landsberg yeah, I mean, we knew that was going to happen. I mean, but Silva, she showed off her skills with the uh, with, with the knee bar. Yep, which is Pretty a rare nice. one, especially in females, because it's, it's, that's, dude, it's a strong. And then after this fight, Landsberg went to social media and announced her retirement. <laughs> she's done. <laughs> oh, so, her, so her 1,100 fans will finally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So uh, Evan Elder... Got knocked out by uh well, did, actually did not get knocked. All right, so this this fight, damn. See, my memory's fucking terrible, man. <laughs> it's like I start reading it like, oh yeah, yeah. So both of these guys had their moments in round one. Uh, elders kept coming forward even though he was getting cracked. All right, and it it went back and forth, but Elder, he got cut in round three. The doctor came in, said it's over with. It was a bad cut above his eye. Now the guy, this Nazim guy, you know, I I didn't go back and watch this. I watched it in real time, and I was wondering, like, they looked like they had a, a clash of heads right where that cut was, but the announcers never said that. They they said it was, oh, there it is right there. That was that elbow to hit him. So, but, uh, yeah, man, now uh, Nazim says, yeah, that was a headbutt that made that cut. He, he freely admits it. Well, I... I don't know. Does that benefit you or not? Yeah, I don't know why he would admit it, but I mean, I guess the guy is uh, being honest. I don't know. Also, (laughs) Joe Rogan himself will be the first to tell you that there has to be something done with the gloves because of the eye pokes and there's something that has to be done with the head butting and all that That shit. That happened a lot. A lot of eye pokes and shit. Yeah, but Sam, what what can we really do? What can we really do when something like BKFC is gaining so much popularity? (laughs) It's like the first punch is a cut. I think he's going to have to start sucking it up, dude. Have a stronger head, Jessica I. You know what I mean? That's all we can say. That's all we can say. You know, Bellator does have these special gloves that are already bent at the fingers that prevents uh, most of these eye pokes. They had a huge reduction down in eye pokes. But the head butting, what, are you going to make them all wear headgear? <laughs> I wouldn't watch no more if that happened. That's what I'm saying. They know that too, man. They know that the fans, we want to see blood at least a little bit. In the beginning, it was it was more of a when you saw the Diego Sanchez, Clay Guido type fights, Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin. Our women wouldn't watch it. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, uh, it's fucking blood, dude. I can see a skull, that type of shit. Now women are like, let me let me in. How do I do it? <laughs> you know, that's the difference of the world now, right? We're seeing females that fucking work on trucks that you and I couldn't even figure out how to drive, and it's fine. I'm not <laughs> it is what it is. But I'm saying that this is a it's fighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's fighting. That it is what it is. I mean, it's already you can already tell that the toughest sports are getting a little soft when you're not allowed you get calls like roughing the passer and roughing the kicker in football. Hey, 
Kill them all, dude. We're wearing pads. The fuck are they for? Otherwise, I, have the kicker come you, out man. in fucking t-shirt and jeans. Why, why are headbutts illegal in the first? Oh, man. Dude, bring that strike back. You might get some of these old cats coming. <laughs> man, if they're still coming back just to land a headbutt, you know? But all some right, of these guys, in, I'll tell you this. In the BKFC, I do notice that there's a lot of weird almost elbow strikes mm-hmm. and headbutts where these guys will just be in close, you know, with their hands in front of their face, you know, with their guard up and shit. And then to make distance, they'll almost use their elbow to push the guy away to strike with the hand. I'm like, that's a little sneaky. If you catch it in the right spot, you're going to open homie up with the elbow. And then the tripping too. Jesus. BKFC is so fun, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, this next fight, Alexander Hernandez beat Upset. Jim Miller. Upsetting. It was it was upsetting, but I'm I'm gonna say, man, I have, still have respect for Miller. I mean, as old as that guy is, he still. I mean, he didn't look bad in this fight. I mean, no. I didn't think he looked that bad. I, uh, but the start of the fight, he was kind of running in and throwing punches, backing away. Uh, Alexander was throwing some elbows, controlling the cage, but uh, round three, Hernandez definitely controlled the cage, got their decision. I still like Jim Jim Miller. I'm still a fan. He didn't. I mean, he was no Miller, no, uh, William Knight in this fight. No, this was a fight that I you watch the whole thing because you you know you're waiting. Is somebody going to make a mistake? A huge mistake? Because that's what really what it was. It was a clash of titans, man. Both guys very skilled in all areas, banging it out, wrestling, slamming each other, trying for chokes, moving around. There was a lot of high high energy here. Great technical skills. And I, I was really impressed by Hernandez being able to pull it out almost unscathed when Jim Miller looked like he got demolished. And that's not the case. He just, Alexander was so much more accurate. A little, he was a little faster. I think the speed is what really got him uh, to land those strikes that did open Jim Miller up. And uh, then you get to the next fight and you're like, what was it all for? <laughs> you know, those two, Alexander yeah. and Jim went back to the, <laughs> they went back to the locker room like, holy shit, what a fight. <laughs> That was incredible. We're probably going to get bonus checks. And then they watch these two on the screen, and they're like, are we still watching fights, or is this a ballet? Somebody please. And then the next fight happened after the William Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Parisian. Well, I don't know how the, the guy still has a job. I don't know. Uh, even he, I also forgot this Jamal dude is the one that cried. This guy had a huge, uh, a big leg trip fucking takedown. He slammed Parisian down. On his big ass, right in the first round, pretty early. Uh, Josh did land a couple of kicks, uh, but uh, yeah, this Jamal guy, he took him down anytime he wanted to, uh, and pretty much controlled him. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> sort of what we expect from old Josh Parisian at this point. I mean, but he's, he's dude, I think we probably talk about him more than anybody else. <laughs> Ariel Hawani still doesn't know this guy. Or like Josh Parisian, man. He came in so fire on that fucking contender series, just like Vandera. They're like, who are those guys? <laughs> who are either one of those guys? Are they flyweights from across seas? Nah, both American dudes fought in the series. Heavyweights. The heavyweight division fucking sinks. I don't know what they can do to fix it. Other than I- discover some fucking heavyweight fighter that's hiding out in the damn you know, backwoods somewhere. If I'm in this this PR department, this marketing department of the UFC, you know who I'm trying to get in the cage again right now? Oh. At heavyweight, fight at 220, Brendan Schaub. 
I'm dead serious. I'm fucking serious, dude. I'm dead serious. You're telling me that right now wouldn't fucking blow up the heavyweight division? Shab's back and he's well, come on, dude. Two sixty, Shab. He's Let's so go, fucking man. full of himself. He probably thinks he's got a shot at winning. And look he at the division. Talk him into it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He could knock a boy out pretty quick, man. He's the hybrid. Yeah. He's the hybrid, Sam. Uh, we already talked about, about this Jordan Wright fight. I was very disappointed in this man. I mean, is he all fucking hype? Was I was I was I buying into the hype? Was he is just a fluke? I like the guy's style coming in reckless. I know it cost him some fights, but I still enjoyed it. At least I knew when I saw the Beverly Hills Ninja, I'm gonna watch a fight. Someone's gonna get hurt. And then this you. shit. So wait, was his mom there? I have no idea. I swear to God, I had I hope seen. Not. I don't know. They showed somebody. Maybe, maybe that was just what I had assumed would happen. Like his mom was coming, but she's not going to be in his corner. Oh. I was going to say if his mom's his mom must not be hot if she was there because he got cut. So Dana, <laughs> like, if you got a hot girlfriend or whatever, Dana White seems to keep you around. Look at Sam Alvey. That's right. Uh, but Jordan Wright and William Knight cut, and that's right. Poetry, guys. Um, Fight it each other in Bellator. Oh, dude, go to Bellator, win all the championships. You know what's not going to happen? <laughs> UFC contract again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You already proved that you're – dude, as soon as Dana sees that you just gave up, it's over. There is no second try. Nobody, Dude, in the history of guys that have given up, they have never, ever gotten another contract. It just will never happen. Dana, that is the one thing that Dana will... I'm telling you, him and I were punching the wall at the same time that fucking night. <laughs> Watch this dumbass. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Like, I'm like, you know, that you're punching yourself. You're like, what the fuck's going on? What's Is he sleeping? It's a fucking robot that they put in there instead of this guy? Is this AI? What's going on? NPC, is he broke? It, it could have been a hologram. Oh, and then you're also like, Procneo, beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fucking dude's uh, name is. I'll just walk up to him and kick him in the leg, back up. That's when you throw a head, but I'm doing something illegal to wake this bitch up. <laughs> kick him in his nuts. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Make him move, dude. That was weird as shit, and I hated it. Um, But yeah, the the main event, I mean, whatever for Zach Pauga for beating this dude who didn't do anything either. But it, good thing they're gone. I'm glad there's a bottom line, and Dana's not willing to change that. But as far as the main event... I, as the promos were being shown for the main event, I was leaning heavy on Aaron. Like Blanchfield came, the I promos, of, the calm in her voice when she would say these things about how she's going for the belt, she's taking these motherfuckers out type shit. I was so, I, I believed it. I believed it. And then I just saw on her face that there was like no fear in when she would talk about fighting Andrade, who has a clear, you know what I mean? Like a clear record of assassinations. And she's like, no, nah, this is not. I got it. It is what it is. And she's cute as hell. I didn't realize how cute she was. Um, submission. Second round. 137. Very similar to the earlier submission we talked about. She felt her out and took her out, dude. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, dude, I was shocked round one. I I was surprised. Not only did Blanchfield keep up with her standing, because I was like, holy shit. You know, I, I thought she would have a big disadvantage. And I know sure. Blanchfield... You know, it only lost one fight by split decision, and she destroyed Miley McCann the fight before. But oh. I was never um, hyped up on Molly McCann. Molly McCann, she'd get hyped up over like she's on drugs over in Europe, where she's from, and they had two events over there, and she looked great, all yeah. fucking hyped up with the crowd, but coming in just swinging. But other than that, 
She had the fight over here and got fucking destroyed by Blanchfield. That didn't raise me up on Blanchfield anymore. So because we, you and I didn't like Molly, and that's exactly right. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't think that it was an impressive thing. She should have been beaten her first fight anyways. It would kind of fluke wins, those two spinning backfists, whatever, have, what have you. But then you fight somebody who's actually well-rounded like Blanchfield, and then she does beat Molly. You're like, okay, fine. This is so important because she beat Andrade, who has actually been the champion. And Andrade she, just looks so good lately. I know. So perhaps we were completely wrong about Blanchfield out the gate because she's very well-rounded. She's tough as shit. Dude, I've never seen calm in a, in a female fighter like this. It's so rare. Maybe when uh, Joanna was first coming around, she was pretty calm. Then there's this character started to build and shit. But Aaron, I mean, the, the name in itself, Aaron Blanchfield, you're like, that could be anyone. You know, there's, there's nothing that stands out to you. But then you see her fight and you're like, she's a problem. She's a real problem. So they have to give her somebody. It has to be a title shot next, I would imagine. It just has to be because it's boring. You know what I mean? It's boring. as It's, it's as boring as it gets when they just do repeat fights. Uh, we need to get new faces in there. And I think she's the next one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, man. Her against Shevchenko. Let's do it now while she's riding high. Let's not wait five, seven months because yeah. she hasn't fought either, so let's go. And I've up. seen what she did an interview and saying she was willing to take another fight if she has to before the title shot. But, yeah, but let's you, let's not chance it. Let's fucking make the money off it right now. If That's what I'm thinking if I'm in the exactly. UFC. Because people know the name. They see her running through the, her opponents, all the hype trains too, Molly McCann being one of them. And then Jessica Andrade sort of pushing herself back into title contention, takes them out too. You're like, now we got this is the this is the only way to make it a pay-per-view female fight. And then Andrade is saying, Oh yeah, her shoulder went up under my bra and knocked my boob out. That's why she got that takedown. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I told Sam, I was like, so what? That's the first time in the history that A cups have popped out of a bra. Yeah. <laughs> what are you hanging upside down, bitch? It, no, no one that yeah. No, uh, I don't even know what to say about that. She she was losing on her on her feet before then, and which surprised the shit out of me. And yeah, it was it was no good. So yeah, I, I uh, Aaron Blanchfield shocked me. She showed me something that she is a problem. And you know the the flyweight division for the women. I mean, it's got a couple up and comers like her, Manon Farat. Uh, that's about it, really. I was going <laughs> to say Tylee Santos, but she just lost to. She, she, it well, was a, ones, it yeah, was a decision. That's pretty I much think, it. I it's like it the ones that are decision. worthy are not going to get the shot super soon, and if they don't do it soon, they're going to become irrelevant. You know, back back to the, you know, outside of the light, people aren't going to know your name. Aaron Blanchfield's hot right now. She just had a main event, fucking event, <laughs> right? <laughs> But what do we got next? We got some dumb stuff, huh? All right. So next event? Yes, sir. All right. We're out at the uh, the Apex again. And should have had them ready to go. But uh, anyway, we start off a lightweight bout between Eric Gonzalez versus Trevor Peak. All right. So Gonzalez, uh, this is the guy. Um, I don't know if you remember this guy. I think you're going to, though. He's the guy that made his UFC debut against Jim Miller. And we were like, God damn, that must be... We were talking about at the time before the fight, and we are like, what a hell of a fight to, to make, you know, a person to make your UFC debut against. 
fucking Jim Miller. I was saying that somebody with so much fucking experience, and then Jim Miller knocked the guy out, and uh, in in the first round. All right, so and then he had another fight. He got choked out in the first round. So this guy's zero two in the UFC. We still haven't seen what he can do. Uh, he's got eight knockout wins. Uh, he does have three submission losses. All right, so peak. This guy, he's now making his UFC debut. He's coming off the Contender Series win. He's seven knockout wins. You know, the guy's 7-0. They're all knockouts. Has only gone to the third round one time. He And, uh, you know, this is a UFC debut, but he's had some wins over some people that, that made their way into the UFC. He's got a knockout win over Kama Worthy uh, right before he was on the Contender Series. This guy is fighting out of Alabama. So. uh one of those Alabama redneck type looking guys, and uh, yeah, man, well, I, I can't wait to see this guy. I think, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of on the hype train. You know, one of those guys uh, like the Beverly Hills Ninja was. He's got seven wins; they're all knockouts, and he rarely goes to a third round. Well, you know, Sam, that is on the main card, though. That's the first fight on the main card. Mm. That's I, that's what I got because I got Jose Johnson versus Garrett Armfield. As like the oh, first, unless they moved it, because I, I'm looking at the prelims and the, he's not on the prelims. These motherfuckers. <laughs> it says they moved it. I swear to God, they moved it because I printed this fucking thing out prelim? on Monday. Oh, these bastards! All right, all right, my fault. Remember, okay. we look in different places. That's why I'm curious. They nah, nah, moved nah. It. I, I go to SureDog and hit refresh, and that shit jumped up. All right, okay. anyway. <laughs> so, okay, no, yeah, we can skip that when we get to it then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do remember which guy you're talking about, and like like you said, and like we have already sort of said ourselves earlier, that was a tough matchup for him. This kid to come in fighting Jim Miller on his first one, so hopefully he can get something back here and give himself a chance. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, man, I, I print these fucking things out on Monday, do some research, and then they're fucking all over the place compared to what I printed out. <laughs> yeah, guys, we record on Wednesday, sometimes yeah. Thursday. And yeah, in days things change. Apparently, yeah, they changed a lot on this card. All right, uh, Jose Johnson, Garrett Armfield, Johnson, no, no way, Jose. He's fifteen seven. That's his nickname. No way. Uh, six foot tall, twenty seven years old. Garrett, eight and three, five foot seven, twenty six years old. Johnson from Flint, Michigan. Though that guy's tough. Coming off the decision win on the Contender Series, this is his UFC debut. It's a three-fight win streak. He's won nine of his last 11. Garrett Armfield, five knockout wins, two submission wins. He has been submitted twice. He lost his UFC debut to, to David Onama. And he, when I looked him up, he seems to have fought guys with just average records out in uh, Cage Fury, Shamrock FC. Uh, he, he does have a split decision uh win with the guy who was six and four so i'm thinking you know they bring this guy in johnson's probably gonna put him away well i'd say just from experience alone this jose guy's gonna have a little bit of a advantage and he seems like he's definitely gonna be longer he's 135 you know that tall is pretty good 71 and a half inch reach it's not bad but what's their what's their skill set what which guy does what what is garrett looks more like a wrestler Johnson looks more like a striker. Two young cats with not great records coming to open yeah, the call. Yeah, Johnson is a striker. Eight knockout wins, two submission wins. 
He's been submitted three times. So, you know, and Johnson, it, I mean, uh, Armfield, basically the same way. Five knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted twice. So we definitely, this is definitely two guys that not super relevant. They haven't really beat anybody. No. If you you look at uh, Johnson's uh, people he's fought, and you only see one name on his list, uh, he actually, you know, this goes to what you've said before on the show. He fought Ronnie Lawrence back in 2020 on the Contender Series and lost. And they ended up bringing him back and won via decision. So he wasn't very impressive both times he was on the Contender Series, yet here he is. So it's almost like as long as you can get on the Contender Series, you still could get a contract, Josh Parisian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just have to make an appearance, win or lose, and you still get an opportunity, which can be nice, you know, but has it really paid off? Have we gotten anybody who's, you know, done very well from not doing well on that show? I don't think so. No, I can't think of any. All right, this next fight, uh, the Bantamweight, uh, Haley Cowan versus Aline Perez. Now, Perez... She's the one that fought over in Europe against Stephanie Egger. She came in. I kind of gave her some props because uh, I'd watched a, a fight of hers before where a lady kept trying to take her down, and she stopped it every time and took that lady down. But uh, she's the one that, like, twerked on the scales, and they're like, oh, it's gone viral, her twerking, where her fight didn't go viral because it was embarrassing. Stephanie Egger destroyed her. All right, now this other lady she's fighting, I'm sure you're going to remember her when I start talking about her, if you don't already. Haley Cowan, she was on the Contender Series. She had a split decision win, and she's making her UFC debut. Uh, this is the, the blonde chick on the Contender Series that they couldn't stop talking about how much an athlete she was because she she's a tumbler at Baylor when she went to college and just kept talking about that nonstop. Yeah, like this is gonna somehow make her a better fighter. Like, oh well, she has a she has a background in tumbling. Guys, get ready. Get it was ready like the week before fight. they had somebody that was like a swimmer, and then the next yeah. week they brought her on as a tumbler. <laughs> but uh, this state of the women's bantamweight division that these two are on here, uh, Cowan, I think they kind of just like her look. Somebody, new somebody marketable. Paige Van Zandt's coming back, right? <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah, I'd watch. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch. Too. What do we, we talk? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm in BKFC for, dude? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next uh, lightweight belt: Rafael Alves, uh, Narolo, oh. Aleve. This is important because <laughs> I know this Rafael Alves dude. He got knocked out. Re- Who did he lose to? He got knocked out by somebody after showboating. <laughs> but he's also fucking nasty. The guy is so nasty. He's so fast. He's one of these guys that <laughs> obviously a dancer of some sort. He's very uh he moves a lot. Very good head movement. He's fluid, you know what I mean? And I can't remember who he fought a big name and it was just watching something on him on YouTube or whatever he, and he got he fought knocked Drew out Dober by and got knocked out with a There you uh, go, Drew Dober. Punched to the was. body. Exactly. Okay. Now Drew Dober's a nasty motherfucker for sure. Mm-hmm. Crazy power. But I think that was a fluke fight. I think this guy took Drew Dober lightly and it fucked him over. So I think Rafael's coming in and he's going to eat this kid. He's 22. Rafael's 32, man. He's got a 10-year age difference. He's uh, The kid's got a four-inch reach advantage. But outside of that, Rafael's got hella more experience. 
And he's fought good guys like Drew Dober. He's been in the UFC already. What do we know about this kid? Is he a phenom? I've never heard of him. This, this guy, this fucking guy, man, he's only got, he's eight, no, he's only got two knockout wins. Six, six of decisions. This is oh. UFC debut. He was on the contender series. He's only 23. They kept talking about how he, how young he was. And, dude, there's not a whole lot on him because he turned pro only in 2018. So oh, this wow. is, they're like throwing this guy to the, to the fucking fire. Yeah. I could not remember who this guy was, but when I saw him in the Drew Dober highlights, I was like, he looks tough as shit. He looks like he's gonna he's a, he's a problem. And it was just one of those things where Drew Dober caught you with that heavy punch and it's over with. This but is think, a, yeah. another one of those Khabib type clones. Right. Or on the contender series. Oh, he's uh it's Khabib. It's Khabib. <laughs> Start him as young as possible. And he and he did have a, a knockout win in the contender series. But you know, I look his opponents before then are just pretty much average opponents. Hey, he did look great in contender series. I'll give him that. But damn, this guy He's fighting right off the bat. Whew, man, that's... I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> He's going to have to hold Raphael down on the ground. That's pretty much it. And this the guy's lightning fast, and he hits hard. Like, if you look at this uh, Rafael Alves' highlights, dude, it's it's pretty pretty intense. Uh, Joe Selecki, 12-3, versus Carl Deaton, 17-5, a two-no contest. What do we got on this guy? Two-no right. contest? Eye pokes? <laughs> Carl Deaton? All right, so look, man, uh, I- I'm going to start with Joe Selecki because this guy has been in, even though he's 12-3, and three, he's been very impressive in the UFC, 4-1 in the UFC, all right? Uh, overall in his career, only one knockout win, seven submission wins. This guy's got a win over Jim Miller, Matt Wyman. His only UFC loss was a split decision to Jared Gordon. And then over here, we got Carl Deaton, 17-5. and five. He's on a two-fight win streak. His opponents, the one guy was six and nine, the one guy was sixteen and nine, and he had lost his previous two fights before then. One of his fights was in something called Big John's MMA. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> dude, Big John's MMA. What the fuck? And uh, this guy actually a while back he lost a, a, a decision to Vince Murdoch. The guy was on the Ultimate Fighter that never won. That that looked very tough. With this fucking like mohawk, and he, they talked about uh, all this medical shit he's been through. So this guy, I, I don't see this guy having a chance. Well, Joe Selecki, it is then. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> I uh, yeah, fucking um, I could you know that last card has got me rattled. I can't I believe know. how wrong I was on that about those fucking fights. So well, you this know one, that those are the type of cards where Yanni can still keep believing he knows. MMA. You know what I mean? Those are the cards where he's like, holy shit, I got so many right. And it's like, yeah, because you picked wrong, clearly. Oh, that card. Alright, so this next belt, flyweight belt. Actually, this is a catchweight. I, I don't know why this is a catchweight. I got a list as a flyweight. Charles, Charles Johnson didn't make weight. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he got uh, Ode Osborne. The guy's 3-3 three and three in the UFC. Uh, he's 5'7". Even though he's 5'7", is it showing you that he's got a 3-inch reach advantage? That's where I had read, because Charles, Charles Johnson's 5'9", he's 32. Oh, and these guys are flyweights as well. I knew yeah. Ode was, but I guess maybe Charles is coming down to 125, or they're fighting at 130. 
<laughs> what is the catch weight? I don't know. It fucking changed since Monday. It went from flyweight to catch weight. But, uh, mm. you know, Johnson, six knockouts, three submission wins. Uh, he's never been finished. His, his losses are all decisions. He's won six of his last seven. And even though I, I like this Osborne kid, I, I don't see it, man. He's two and two in his last four fights. And both those losses, he was knocked out. And, uh, you know, Johnson's got some fucking power. I, I, I don't see him being able to hang with Johnson's power. I like it. And this is why we do the show, Sam, so we can disagree on stuff like this. Good. I, Charles Johnson is very well-rounded. We've seen some tough shit from this kid recently. I think Ode Osborne has the more... Oh, I can't even think of the word right now. Maybe aggression even, hmm. where he's willing to risk. Ode is willing to risk. He's willing to put himself in harm's way. And perhaps if Charles is as smart of a fighter as we could, we hope that he is, he will take advantage of that and pull off the victory like you're saying. But I also think that Ode is so creative. Remember when he said he couldn't fight this boxer like a boxer? He had to do unorthodox strikes? Dude, yeah. that's super intelligence in fighting. Super intelligence. Whether it's the coaches or his own personal thing, that – it's going to be hard for Charles to come overcome that unless he too is, is training the same way and getting that same type of advice and have that mental and be able to perform that way. Cause Ode Osborne could be thinking the same thing. We're both thinking this guy fucking hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he might try to take me down. What if he's already aware of this, then he's going to fight the way that he's supposed to fight to get the victory. Because as you said, being that he's already lost two fights in a row, this could be you know, sort of the, do we keep him around? You know, we need flyweights, but we need a guy that can finish fights and perform as well. And see, the you remember up. that. And when you say that, I remember that about right. him, his game plan. But then also what I had remembered was when he fought Manuel Cape cop and he got set up for that flying knee. <laughs> so, so then you have to also talk about cop and be like the fucking kids. He's nasty as shit. He's pretty <laughs> much doing that to everybody. So it's like this weird thing that it's like, who we can just pick our favorites and hope. You know what I mean? That's basically what this fight game is. There's no there's no sure answer, no matter what our <laughs> – at least we have a better record than Kenny Florian or fucking yeah. Yanni the Greek. You know I, mean, what I mean, we, we, have, we have no idea when someone's just going to freeze up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Jorge Masvidal. I'll throw his name in there too. He should have been cut after that shit. You're going <laughs> to stop fighting Colby Covington? <laughs> what are you doing? All right. All right. Uh, lightweight bout next. Jordan Levitt, uh, Victor Martinez – all right, so Martinez, seven-fight win streak. This is UFC debut. He was another one coming off this con this contender series is finding him so many fighters. And, of course, they got to fill slots to fill because they have a damn event almost every weekend. So here we are. All right, he's got uh, – he had that decision win on the contender series. Uh, eight knockout wins, two submission losses. This Levitt, I mean, I, this guy, he's just – of course, he lost – Pimblet the last time out. Uh, Martinez with his eight knockout wins. Uh, is he going to be able to keep it off the ground? Because Mart, you know, Levitt, Levitt's going to put him on the ground or try his damnness to get him on the ground. That's what I see happening in this. I see Levitt putting him on the ground. So Jordan Levitt taking down Victor Martinez. We pretty much agree on that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The guy, I think Levitt's a more versatile fighter. He's got skills all over the place. Victor's got power. That's about it. We'll see. Jordan Levitt, man, he dances and confuses all the fans of fighting. You know, <laughs> he confuses all of us. He's a married man, guys. Okay? He's just <laughs> Jasmine, Juice of Vicious versus Gabriella Fernandez. The only thing we know is this thing's going to a decision. That's for sure. Absolutely. Mike Malott 
we had a bunch of good jokes, but I didn't record any of them. God damn it. What I said Mike Malott was similar to Colby Covington, and then I said, does he come out with an American flag? Oh, wait, he's Canadian, so why would he do that? Uh, he's the guy with the great hair, the great skin, the no tattoos. He's the guy that's sort of trolling everyone, I would assume. And like Sam said, these are two vastly different types of guys, but they're both from Canada, probably lived in the same neighborhood. The only difference is, is Johan didn't have a dad, right? Oh, he's the guy that's like, I'm going to get tattoos because dad wasn't around and listen to fucking ska music. Mike's like, I'm going to fucking take the boat out. Yeah, yeah. Mike, all those uh, highlights on the Contender Series is on the boat with the girls and shit, water skiing, all that type of stuff. Yeah, so the dude definitely has an LLC somewhere. Uh, and I was thinking... <laughs> This guy's going to get his ass kicked, but, you know, he's yeah, he hasn't lost since 2014, and he's hardly fought at all. But, yeah, he knocks out pretty much everybody he faces. But like I said, before we uh, realized that this wasn't recording, <laughs> I think the UFC is trying to find the next GSP as far as Canadian fighters are concerned. And I'm not talking about skill. I'm simply talking about, like, the wholesomeness that is GSP. The, the I was bullied as a kid, grew up to the, you know, martial arts became who I am. And these guys are not those guys. There has yet to be a Canadian fighter that's like that. They're mostly like Jason Mayhem Miller types. Where you're like, what the fuck is going on in Canada? <laughs> that guy. Oh, Roy. All yeah, right. I met that dude. So he was... flyweight belt. Uh, Tatiana. Uh, wow, this is a good matchup. Dude. <laughs> uh, Suarez versus uh, Montana De La Rosa. I never say that about female fights unless they're. Yeah, made. you don't ever say that, do you? But mm. uh, Montana. Uh, Della Rosa, we know her. She was on Ultimate Fighter. She's twelve and seven. Uh, you know she. This, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it. I don't see her winning, man. This, this is the thing. This Tatiana lady, she was on Ultimate Fighter twenty three. She's beaten Alexa Gracia, Carla Esparza. She fucking knocked her out. But she hasn't fought since June twenty nineteen. She's had a ton of injuries, neck injuries, uh, knee injuries. She's a minus 900 betting favorite. So somebody remembers that she's extremely good. And, you know, this Montana De La Rosa, you know, she is uh, always in a battle. And she's, let me see, she's got eight submission wins. She's always seems like she's trying to get some kind of submission, but she's yeah. been overwhelmed before. We've seen it happen. This is, the, this is the telltale thing that we have always said about these females that come into the Contender Series specifically, talking about, I'm going to take her down, I'm going to beat her down, whatever the fuck. Hey, man, that only works against that amateur fighter that you're fighting against. Get in the fucking octagon against these real women that have fought in this bitch and been doing this for a long time. Your fucking little wrestling shit is not going to work. Look how, look how long Ronda Rousey's reign actually lasted. You know what I mean? That right there is proof how quickly that shit came and went. Fucking judo throw into an arm bar. Come on, man. But so, yeah, Tatiana Suarez was one of those names that was up there. Okay, it was a name that you that. remembered. It was a part of the, the league of, you know, elite female fighters. And Montana De La Rosa has kind of been dealt a, a shitty card here of having a fighter. I guess it is a benefit to the fact that maybe she there's faith in her or they're just saying, here, Tatiana. Start you off. Start you off with her. Exactly. But Montana, uh, as far as the shitty the shitty card outside of that, it's also the fact that who she's been fighting, she's a one-trick pony. She's doing the same thing every time, and it starts to become predictable. You ha either do that thing and continue to be the best at it, and nobody can stop that, or learn some other shit, man. 
That's her own. She the takedown. It's Jillian Robertson all over again. Yeah. It's the same fucking. Hey, we got two skills. Let's mm-hmm. let's just work with those two skills, and that's it. We don't try to get any better with our hands. Yeah. We don't try to get any better with our fucking clinch work. We don't try to use our elbows and our knees. None of that shit comes into play. It's like okay, well at least if we get her down, we got a good shot. That's not a good way to be a coach. <laughs> not a good way to be a fighter even, unless you're fucking Khabib. Islam. Yeah. We get him down, it's over with. It's Mark over. Coleman. Well, anyway, we're going to see, you know, unless Tatiana has had like a considerable drop in skills since we yeah. last saw her back in 2019, then this well, should be a gimme fight. Increase in skill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, could, this could be a decision fight, man, and nothing happens. Uh, but let's keep going. We got some heavyweights here. Heavyweight banger with Augusta Sakai versus Dante Mays. Very interesting matchup here because I think uh, Augusto's being thrown to the wolves. Dante Mays is just a massive, massive man, and he throws hammers. Nine and four record uh, for Mays. You got fifteen and five for Augusto Sakai. Both these guys coming in at the two sixty, two sixty limit. I would say two sixty five is the actual limit, but two sixty is already up there. And Dante Mays is not. He's every bit of six five. Okay, and Augusto Sakai. Every time I've seen this guy fight. He he starts slow and he also looks like the bigger guy. This time he's gonna be the small guy. He's and a small a- guy. This is a guy who was over in Bellator. They signed him. He had only had one loss and he's come in and he did okay for a couple fights. But now, you know, I, I used to say they he's they got a bad uh you know, bad set of goods. They thought they were getting good you know, good heavyweight, but no, this guy, his last four fights, he's been knocked out every fight. He gets if Dontel comes in swinging and catches him, you know I, I don't think Sakai can handle it. He, he tends to get caught on the cage and dropped. His last four fights go. have gone like that. he says. I seen an interview where he said this is not going to happen this time. He's fucking serious, dude. You got to prove it. You got to circle away. Uh, this next fight, Andre uh, Munoz. I think it right. Munoz. Yeah, Munoz. Munoz? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a mis- misspelling here, honestly. I'm pretty sure it's Munoz uh, versus Brendan Allen. Now, this is a great matchup, but unfortunately, dude, I think it's going to lean heavily in Andre's favor. After his last finish, it, it put the kid on the map as far as I'm concerned. He's fucking shredded. He's huge for 185. 6'1", 185, just 78-inch reach, just a monster of a man. Big dude, muscle on muscle, Brazilian fighter coming in. I think he's going to be a real problem for Brendan because we've seen him falter. We've seen him crumble. I've yet to see that from Andre in any facet. You know, I think his last—I don't remember who he fought in his last match, but he You're right all. There you go, pretty quick. So, and that's—that's that's, you know what I mean. No matter what you say about Uriah Hall, that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. That's a guy to knock out. But Brendan yeah. Allen, it went you know, to a decision he, though. It went to a decision. But uh, yeah, um, this guy—he's won his last nine. But Allen, I mean, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one because Allen. You know, this you guy, he's fought, he's won five of his last six, and he's fought some top-level guys, really top-level guys. And he's been there the whole time. That's why we know who he is. He's got a fucking basic-ass white guy name, but we know Brendan Allen as far as fighting is concerned because the, he, the kid has really been in there. And, we and know him. <laughs> both these I mean? guys are submission machines, too. So, I mean, this is this is going to be a damn good fight. I like it. This it's could have headlined the card as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, I mean, if I had to pick, I would pick Allen, but this would be great. I didn't actually write down on who I thought was going to win like I normally do. That's my thing. Is It depends on how the fight starts from the first 60 seconds. Then it's going to determine the rest of the fight. Guarantee it. 
the first 60 seconds of what we see from both these guys, how they're coming in, is is basically what's going to lean towards who's going to win. At least in my mind. But the next this next fight seems like a fight that was uh, put together to be on another card at some point, lower on the card, not featuring Nikita Krylov. You know what I mean? I'm kind of just wondering, was he a late replacement or something? <laughs> what? What is this? Why is Ryan Spann headlining number one? And why is he fighting? <laughs> they both have a two-fight win streak, which isn't saying a lot. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ryan Spann, like two finishes in his last two fights. Against Q Laba, submission win. Dominic Reyes, like a knockout win in the first round. Both of them were first, first round uh, wins. But, dude, I think Nikita Krylov is just going to fucking grind, grind Spann down. Or Ryan Spann's going to catch him in the first 10 seconds and it's going to be... He could. He could. I don't know. This Krylov, you don't know what you're going to get with this Krylov either. That's what I'm saying. You're going to get the guy who's, uh, you know, knocking out Gustafson. uh, Johnny Walker, he beat him, but I mean, everybody's beating Johnny Walker. Or you're going to get the guy who's got submitted by Paul Craig in the first round. Or the guy that got knocked out by Yuri... Right, Nikita was knocked out by Yuri Prohaka. I know he got submitted by Jan Blokovich. This, this is two hundred five. That I, I watched a documentary on Yuri, the guy that's like the samurai guy or whatever with the weird hair. Oh, okay. This kid's <laughs> fucking nasty, dude, and he's fought everywhere. He's fought kickboxing, he's fought boxing, he's fought MMA, other places, and he beats everybody up. He's got knocked out like twice. He's he's just a phenom. Uh, the fact that 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 this belt is even where it's at, it, it's insane. I mean, that, these these guys, it's hard it's hard to them to headline a card when, like, Span's been finished five times, and Krylov seven times. This guy's been submitted six times in his career. Out of his nine losses, six of them he was submitted. So if I was Span, I'd have a game plan: fake like you're gonna punch him, immediately try to get this guy to the ground and put him away. But I don't see it happening. I mean, they got decent records, but it's there's been a lot of ups and downs as far as the UFC career has gone. You know what I mean? A lot of inconsistency. Ryan Spann's had some highlight knockouts and shit. Nikita's been around forever, it feels like, and he's got a cool name. But yeah. are they top of the division? Are these next in line for a title shot? It just doesn't seem likely. No. But I do like the fight previously, and it should be a banger. I, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of these guys out of these four, you know, these four men here getting knocked out. They're both very fun. Hopefully it makes up for this last week. No, it can't get much worse than that. Oh shit! Unless the card starts off with somebody get kicked in the balls or something. Yeah, but so, folks. Yep. Thanks for listening. Don't leave it to the judges. Don't leave it to the judges. You sound as tired as I am. Brendan Schaub, it's rainy out, man. It's the weather (laughs) getting me. I got a new Brendan Schaub video coming out soon. Apparently his handler got fired, so gonna be doing that on the YouTube there. (laughs) A lot of podcasting shit. You know life, man. That is what it is. Right. I talk. Um, show notes. I wish yeah. we could fucking make picks again. That I'm going to say, so... if you have a Superman tattoo in your chest, I don't know. I think that's corny as shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a Superman chest, if you nope. Couldn't even say it. Couldn't even say If you got a Superman chest, you probably Superman. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's what I add to the show. Yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs>
one, fight! 